So welcome to the Living Large and Hard podcast. This is Elevator Adventures Part 3. If you listen to Part 1, you know that I was entirely responsible for that thing happening. Episode 2, I had nothing to fucking do with it. I was just along for the not ride. And uh, this is Part 3. And again, this is one of those that um, I, I I didn't break it. But uh, I shouldn't have been there. All right. Um, I worked at the Bethlehem Brew Works, which I'm sure many of you are familiar with. Uh, I was there five years off and on. Um, I did. It doesn't matter what I did. I did a bunch of shit. So anyway, uh, in the Brew Works, if you look by the bar, there's what I call the uh, mechanical surfboard. And that was for getting... Uh, wheelchairs from the first from the bar level up to the upper level now this is not what I'm talking about in the back hallway uh, that no one ever seemed to notice was there was a little what I called the handy vader it was a handicap elevator it was next to the freight elevator and it, it just looked like um, well it was the size of a small closet um, had a handle on it and I don't, I don't recall anyone even knowing it was there. Uh, of course, I had to inspect it. Usually it was locked, uh, and occasionally it wasn't. So, and, it, and for a long time it wasn't. So I, would, I popped in there, and I would ride. It only went, what, one floor? I have no idea why I was even there. I'm sure. I mean, I'm fine. I'm fine with the fact that it was. I'm sure it was an ADA thing, but since nobody knew it was there and it didn't really go anywhere functional, it was in a a back hallway that led up to uh, a back hallway at a stairway. So I don't know. It's fucking irrelevant. Sorry about that. So anyway, I'd go in there and I'd ride the little handy vader up and down in my little closet. Um, and then there was this new guy, he and I were talking and I was training him, uh, to be an expediter. By the way, that's, eh, that was, I think that was the last job I had there. I was there. I was your tighter, whiter expediter, Max. That's my Bethlehem nickname. If anyone calls me Max in Bethlehem, I will look. If anyone calls me Mike in Bethlehem, I might look, um, if anyone calls me Max in Allentown, I probably won't look. There was just, uh, I started at a hotel in downtown Allentown that's now being converted to apartments. And the person that hired me was Mike. And um, his subordinate was named Mike. So this is when I first moved here after, uh, it was my second job. And he goes, uh, Mike, 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 Mike. And I go, wait, 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 wait. Because the one guy that hired me was kind of short. And the other guy was kind of average. And I'm 6'3", tall. I said, why don't we be mini, midi, and maxi? And he goes, oh, the, the mid-size guy goes, oh, you're maxi pad. And I go, okay, you're OBGYN, and he's light days. So actually, those names stuck. So um, LD went on to be the kitchen manager at the Brew Works. And when I needed a job another time, he hired me, thankfully. 
And we were going around. He was introducing me to people. And he goes, uh, so again, his name, LD's name, Light Day's name is actually Mike. My name is actually Mike. And he's going, Mike, this is Mike, Mike, Mike. I'm going, oh, fucking cut this shit out right now. There's way too many Mikes here. So just go with Max. So at one point when I was working there, there were seven Mikes. Seven. So, you know, luckily it worked out that um, I had changed my my nom de guerre to Max. At one point, actually, in the kitchen, there were four of us Mikes, and Mike Fegley, the owner, walked by, and I was like, stop, 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 you guys, stop. What just fucking happened? And they're like, what? I don't know. I go, what's your name, Mike? What's your name? What's your name? What's your name? And they, I go, what's my name? They go, Max. I go, no, what's my real name? They go, Mike. I go, right. and who just walked by? Mike Fegley. And I go, like, five Mikes. And they went, who the fuck cares? Like, I'm sure you're saying right now. So, anyway... I got this new guy, and I'm training him. And I go, let me show you something cool, man. Let's go back here. And I go, check this out. He goes, what? I go, that's the Handy Vader, man. Come on, let's go in. He goes, well, what? What for? I go, it's look how small it is. And we just we can ride up to this to the uh, second floor. And he looks at me like, okay, whatever, because <laughs> I'm training him. I don't know if he thought that was something that he should actually know, and he didn't know that I was just a big uh, fucking goof off. So we get in, and the door closes, and I start pushing buttons, and nothing happens. We don't go up. I guess maybe it went down. I don't recall it going down. But anyway, I push the button, nothing happens, nothing happens, nothing happens. So I'm like, ah, fuck. It's turned off. You know, it's probably keyed off. So let's get out of here. Door's locked. All right. Let me, let me, you know, being an intelligent person, it's locked. So why don't I rattle it again? Yeah, we're fucking stuck. And the, the look on the guy's face, he is absolutely mortified. He's just started and he's stuck and he goes, oh, I don't want to get in trouble. I go, just tell him I did it because they understand who I am and what a fucking idiot I am. And you will be absolved of any wrongdoing because, you know, I'm the one that got us into this trouble. Yeah, shut up. So we're in uh, the elevator, stuck, and I'm waiting, waiting, wait for someone to walk by, bang on the window. And they're looking around like, where the fuck is this coming from? Bang, 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 bang. And they look, and I go, what the hell? I go, open the door. And they go up. Yep. Can't get in either. I don't know how the fuck we got in. And then it locked, and there was no way to unlock it. So that was peculiar, but it certainly happened. So then um, they're like, what do you want me to do with the people, the person that's out there? I'm like, I don't know. Let me think about this. And over time, over a matter of minutes, people are starting to pile up outside, you know, pointing and laughing and um, carrying on, which... Of course, they had every right to, and I certainly would have as well if I was on the other side of the door. And I'm still trying to figure this fucking thing out. And then I see Ronnie. Ronnie, this little square-headed fucker that I worked with. He was my um, right-hand expediting. Fucking young dude. I don't know. He might have might have been 18. He's probably 17. But really good at his job. And uh, But also... A big fucking thief. He would brag about boosting people's uh, stereos out of their cars and shit like that. And um, we 
we would also have uh, towel snapping fights. And I am, by the way, a certified death dealing towel snapper. You don't ever want to fuck with me because I will raise a welt on you like unreal. Um, so Ronnie knew that if he ever tagged me when we were snapping shit, that it was on. It was it was hands off because I'm not allowed to snap you um, unless I am snapped first because it would be uh, homicide otherwise. Other you know if it's self defense then I can go ahead and kill you. But yeah, one time Ronnie wasn't even paying attention. He was just snapping the towel talking and he hit me in the leg and you should have seen his fucking eyes. <laughs> he goes, oh my god, and he turned to run. Man, I caught him right in the back of the arm. Uh, anyway, and I called him we fucking cunt Ronnie. Because I had seen a, a Scottish movie, and the only word I had to have subtitles. The only words you could actually discern, and they were uh, used often, were "we" and "cunt." So he became "we fucking cunt, Ronnie." So I'm looking out the, the little slotted window of the reinforcing glass uh, wire in the glass, and I see Ronnie, and he's just standing there looking around. And I go, "Ronnie, I bang on like, Ronnie," and he makes eye contact. I go, "Come here," and he comes up. I go, take the pins out of the door. Huh? Take the pins out of the door and pull the door off. And he looks, and being a thief, he goes, oh, I got you. So all these people are out there fucking, eh, Max, you fucking retarded. Um, so Ronnie goes and gets a screwdriver and a hammer and uh, comes back. And I told him, oh, start with the bottom. Start with the bottom ones, otherwise... You know, the door might fall off and it's metal and all that shit. So anyway, Ronnie starts popping pins out of the door and he gets uh, to the top one and pops that fucker off. By then, people are figuring out that something's actually going on. So they were, they were kind of spellbound by that. And um, I'm trying to get this whole fucking episode over before someone in management comes back. And uh, I wouldn't have gotten fired for it, but you know, who needs the bullshit? And so anyway, Ronnie... Pops the last pin, um, takes the door off the hinges, and we're free, just like that. So then, I tell the new guy to you know go towel down because he's he's uh, not exactly happy with what's going on. I go, don't worry about it, man. Just you know, look, you just started here, and look at the fantastic story you've got to share with everybody. And um, so Ryan and I put the door back on, and that's it. That's part three of Elevator Adventures. Uh, uh, always, you can follow along on SoundCloud with new episodes. You can subscribe at iTunes. I also throw stuff up on Micromax Marvin, my Facebook page. I throw links up when I put new stuff up. I direct message some of you use Messenger. I also have an um, Instagram account, Living Large and Hard, which is kind of a visual kind of thing like this with my way of looking at the world but only you can actually see my way of looking at the world boy that was deep wasn't it anyway thanks for listening and so long from the skybox <laughs>